it, it all, all seemed so far away from the, from an immigrant girl from Austria, from a small town that was told, you know, a lot in, when I was little, you know, not to ask for too much or want too much, because when we wanted more too much, bad things would happen. And being in, in, in business for myself, um, really has helped me break through those barriers. Step into the fortress where we talk to powerful women about how they got started, their biggest wins, their worst mistakes, their haters, their lovers, and their biggest lessons. Oh, I like that one. We know what you want because we want it too. My name's Erin Marshall and I'm your host. And here comes another juicy episode to help you warp speed your education and start doing what you are really meant to be doing. Because why not you and why not now? Happy Tuesday, everybody. So pumped you could join us again on The Fortress. I get to sit you down with Angela Martini today. She's so beautiful, so wise. I can't wait for you to listen in on the interview. And yes, her last name is Martini. She uh, immigrated from Austria in her late teens with two suitcases and a dream. She's the mom now of identical twins, married to the love of her life, Joe, and she lives in Calgary. Angela is a passionate entrepreneur with a diverse background in health and wellness, and I didn't realize, but she started creating her fortress at 47, where most people give up, she started to create it. She is a co-author, a speaker, she hosts events, and she has a really great, great story. She fell in love with culture of network marketing and leadership, um, and she built a team of thousands. She's extremely successful, a top income earner, and she prides herself on the ability to combine her love for people, team building, and creating both health and wellness results. Listen in as Angela infuses this podcast with incredible knowledge. You're going to hear quotes from lots of different people, and you're going to leave feeling really energized and ready to rock. So here it is, Angela Martini. Okay, we're getting right into it with my incredible friend, Angela Martini. Angela, I love you. Are you there? I'm here. <laughs> Hi. Love Hi. You oh my gosh. Very, very excited for this one. And uh, Angela, I, who I just introduced, um, but I still want to talk about, she is someone that I look forward to seeing every time I'm at a conference. She is, I don't know how long I've known you for. It feels like maybe eight years and you're just one of my people. Yeah, um, yeah. I hope you know that. Okay. okay, we're going to get right into rapid fire. So Angela, where did you grow up? I grew up in Austria in a small town called Salfed. I knew that. Um, and where do you live now? I live in Calgary, Alberta at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> and what is your favorite quote? My favorite quote is, um, get busy living or get busy dying from the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, Shawshank. Yeah. I got to go back and rewatch that. You do. <laughs> um, what is your superpower? You've got a lot. Uh, but if you had to pick a superpower for your business life, your personal life, what is it? It's funny that you asked me that. Um, I've been thinking about that the other day. And you know what I think it is? I, I think I can see greatness in people before they see it in themselves. Mm -hmm. mm. That's the one I'm most proud of. Mm. Okay. <laughs> we're going to circle back on that because you're, it's so true. What's your proudest business moment? Oh, you've got a lot of proud moments, especially in this last year. Too. Uh, what's your proudest one? I think my proudest one still, because it's most visceral and, you know, to me is uh, receiving my first year, my first six figure uh, year in network marketing. So special. So yeah. you worked so hard for it. Oh, I, I, I think I was in the room for that. I, 
Um, you were actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so what's the biggest challenge in your business? And during, you know, in the fortress, we want to get raw and real, just like you are. Uh, and people want to. I feel like people want to hear that. What are What is your challenge that you're currently dealing with? I think the biggest challenge is like, and you know this, right? Is I'm, I'm a hard worker, right? I vibe at a certain level. So are you. And I know that's who you attract. And that's why we are in each other's life is, you know, finding these kinds of people in my business, right? That, that are not just talking about it, that are doing it right. That are willing to push through when things get hard. Um, when it's not easy anymore, it's, it's finding myself really, right? Like it's finding that same tribe and, so I'm so excited to be part of the, the Fortress group because I know that's what that's the, the kind of women you are attracting. So really for me, it's finding the kind of people that say less talk and more action. Mm-hmm. Oh, and when you do find those people, when we found each other, it's so special. Those are lifelong friendships and it's, yeah, I, I, I feel the exact same way about that challenge. Uh, okay, different course. What is your favorite app right now? I think my favorite app right now is Big View. And I don't know if you seen or heard of big view it's actually a teleprompter for your telephone uh, for your for your cell phone so cool so you know let's say you you write some content right and sometimes you want to just record that content but you know you have it all in your head or you have it written down so this allows you to look straight at camera straight at your phone either on, well actually on the cell phone or, or the computer and you can just watch you know you can just read it at your own speed. So I love that, especially because I'm not English. It's not my first language. So it really helps me. Helps me. It's a cool app. Big Definitely view. getting that. Thank you for that big view. Um, what are you grateful for today? Honestly, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean that and feel that when I say that I, everything, you know, where I live, uh, what kind of life I get to live, who I get to live it with my husband, my children, my health, Man, it's a long list. It's, you know, being here with you today, I'm just grateful for everything. I've been able to come to Angela's home to become friends with her husband, Joe, and see her daughter, her twin daughters grow up. And you have created this fortress on its own. And I'm so proud of you. And I'm so happy to be a part of that. I'm grateful for you too. Um, And what is something generous you've done lately? Just recently, actually, someone in my business, a young woman, um, really had a struggle um, with her first child. And there was a lot of medical challenges and a lot of medical issues even leading up to the birth and now going forward. And um, I started a, um, um, a GoFundMe campaign and we raised a lot of money for them. And it was really near and dear to me to uh, you know, support them in that time so they could just be with their, you know, with their newborn. And yeah, that was the latest thing. Mm. Feeling pretty good about that <laughs> to help a little, right? So cool. And I, I asked that question and some people get weird about it, but it's exactly those type of answers because someone, one of our listeners might be like, Hey, oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that. I could start that GoFundMe page for somebody else. So I'm really, really glad you shared that. Um, what's your top marketing strategy right now? What, what do you do for marketing? I know we're in sales and marketing. A lot of listeners are either starting a business, they've got a business already. Um, what is your big marketing tip? So two things right now. Um, and I know we all struggle or focus on niching in, right? Getting tighter of who we are, right? Who's our avatar, who we're speaking to. So I think I've gotten a lot clearer on that late recently. And it's showing up in my posting on, on social media and the reactions to it. And I would say for me right now, LinkedIn. 
So I had the pleasure of um, actually presenting on the LinkedIn topic um, in front of a large audience just recently. And so I really got into this topic. And um, you know, I'm sure everybody knows Gary Vaynerchuk. So Gary Vaynerchuk actually says that LinkedIn is having a moment like Facebook had in 2012. And I'm really noticing that content on there gets a lot more eyeballs. So that would be for me right now, the place to hang out. Mm -hmm. Cool. Do you know that I don't even have a premium LinkedIn account? Is that, is that awful? I don't think, I don't think you need a premium account. Okay. Okay. Good. (laughs) I'm definitely noticing that too. And I'm trying to spend more time on LinkedIn. Um, and I hundred percent see it as well. Uh, you know, people are talking about TikTok and my kids are into TikTok, but at, from a business standpoint, I just LinkedIn seems much more professional, much more, I can make better connections for my business on there. So thanks for reminding it's me. Professional people who have professional networks, right? So you're dealing with professional people with professional networks and, and you can have a much, um, a tighter conversation, like you, you can really go right down to business because it's a, a business platform. So I find it, I actually enjoy these conversations way more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That brings me in that word professional. When I was, when I woke up this morning and I'm like, Oh, I get to interview Angela. That word came to my mind was you are so professional. You're so engaging. You're so easy to talk to, but at the same time, you're so professional. And I want to know, I want the viewers to know your full story. And there's a trend popping up in my life about how I'm hanging around. I'm attracted to people that have this immigrant advantage. I don't, I want to know how you feel about that, that term. Uh, uh, Somebody I listen to all the time, Bedros from the Empire podcast. He talks about that. Yeah. And I want to know how you, why you left Austria and how you got to be the Angela Martini, the badass, successful, incredible woman that you are today. Can you take us back and tell us a little bit about that journey of, of how you got to where you are today? Yeah. So I fell in love at 15. <laughs> Crazy, right? This is a, that's a whole other story to itself. But at 15, I fell in love with, um, with my first husband and, um, I, I met him in Austria and his family was, his dad was from Austria. His mom was from Germany and they had, they had lived in Canada for some time where he was born. Um, when he was younger, they moved back to Austria and um, I met him when I was 15. And at 18, I left Austria and I immigrated to Canada for love. And um, that was why I came to this country. Now, I also think that I, that was always in my, in my um, DNA to, to not live in this tiny little town of 5,000 people and be sort of boxed in. I, I think that was the writing was on the wall. And yeah, so I came to Canada and when I was 24, that didn't quite work out, but he brought me over here and um, at the, uh, really within the first couple months, I got, I, I was like, okay, so now what am I going to do? Because I stopped my studies. I, I kind of gave up everything to be here, right? And, and my big thing is, I mean, we raised our children, uh, and, and this might sound crazy to some women, but, and I, I, I'm in a very happy, happy, healthy marriage, but we raised our daughters with this idea that a man is not a plant. So, so right. Yes. So at 24, I found myself in a situation where I had no credit cards in my name, no credit rating. And I was literally the one that was making the money in our household, but everything was in his name. And I was like, Oh boy. Um, and so a lot of pride. And so I wasn't going to go back to Austria, even though my family wanted me to. And I thought, okay, no, I had, I had been working already at the time in the dental field because I had an interest in dentistry or dental assisting. And then I was like, okay, no, I can't go back to Europe. I need to be, you know, 
self-sufficient, make some money. And so I stayed in Canada to go to night school and to become a dental hygienist. And I met my husband now, Joe, during that time. And now we're almost 32 years in. Um, he is also from uh, a first-generation Canadian from immigrants, immigrant parents from Italy. And actually, we have very similar um, heritage. He's from Northern Italy. I, my heritage is all from Tyrol, so we're literally, literally from the same place. So immigrant advantage. Well, one thing I would say is we should grow up working hard with a, with a work mentality. Um, I remember my grandmother and my mother being hard, hard workers. Um, to the point, actually, almost to a fault, where I actually have a hard time relaxing because I feel guilty all the time because my mom and my dad, my mom and my grandma are like, okay, there's this to do and this to do and this to do, right? So I have like this really, like, I love working actually. I love it. I'm not the sit around kind of girl. So I would say that uh, immigrating to another country, having to learn the language, having to um, like at 18, not understanding the culture, you know, being kind of giving up everything that I knew uh, it was pretty tough. Like I, it was actually very hard. And uh, at 24, it got really hard because I was on my own and pride would not let me go back to Europe. So, but the goodness is it led me to my husband and the love of my life. And with him, I, we have these beautiful teenage 19 year old daughters now that also grew up in the immigrant advantage. And I have to say they're displaying exactly the same sort of um, attributes already, hardworking, driven, um, but we're also very grateful for what we have because everything we have, we've worked for very hard. Nothing's been given to us. Even my husband and my mom, all his parents obviously worked hard so that he could go to university. He was the first to go to university. I'm the first person in my family to go to university. Um, I eventually went in, into school and became a dental hygienist from there. I've always been a fitness instructor since I was 18. So that's still in my blood. Love, love, love that part of my life. Um, after being a hygienist for a while, I, I had a lot of physical problems with this profession. I loved it, but very hard on my body. And then I went uh, again at night school, having children and working part-time and teaching. I uh, became an interior, I got an interior design diploma. And for six years, I actually owned an interior design company. And then eventually within that time, uh, I was introduced to network marketing. And that is where really all of it came together for me at the age of 47. I was introduced to a product line, health and health and wellness product line. I wanted nothing to do with this type of business. I had like ideas of like, this is, this is not a thing, but I couldn't deny the product experience and how much I loved it. And then the rest is history. So this is where I now, this is not what I do. So a little fast forward <laughs> and get all the, get all the story in my friend. First of all, when you say you've been married to Joe for 32 years, uh, if uh, I wish people could see, well, just follow her on Facebook and follow her and Joe. They like that is true love. I want you to do a podcast on that, just to watch you and Joe. Chad and I have become friends with Joe and Angela, and it's true. It's the true stuff. You know, it's the good stuff that you want to be around. So that's an incredible story. Um, second of all, the interior design thing I didn't know explained a lot why your house is so beautiful. <laughs> And you have such good style. And third, for those of the, you who don't, can't see Angela, because this is in a, on a podcast, she is like a supermodel. And I didn't realize it was, you were 47 when you started this journey. That, that is enough. Like, I love that point 
so much for the listeners. It doesn't matter if you're 26 or um, 36 or 57. You've you've created this incredible business at at 47, starting at 47. That's that's extremely cool. I want to talk more um, about the other cool things that you've done because there's so many. Oh, I want to talk about so many things because her, you and I have kind of grown up in this business, and I feel like we've got. A, a college or a university degree in business just from our network marketing. Can you talk a little bit about that and what you've learned throughout the years and how, how that's been important to you? Yeah, I would say like network marketing, it's, it's a, business, a business education in, it's like drinking water out of a fire hose actually. And my husband has a business education. My husband's actually got three degrees and one of them is he's a, he has an MBA. And he said, man, I saw you get your MBA in network marketing in these, in these first few years of business. So for any, you know, anyone right now who is, who is maybe in this business or who's considering some other you know, side hustle or whatever, you know, don't, don't turn your nose down at it because it, there's something really excited about, exciting about building something. And the opportunity here is that you can, you can build it without a lot of investment or going to school. You, you get paid to learn. And for me, it was really a, a confidence booster, right? And, um, and, and, and it opened up a lot of doors. Like for you, Aaron, look at you, you're busy, you know, you own spin studios and you're doing the podcast and you're like, multi, you're getting into all these wonderful things. You're multi-passionate in business and it allows you to, um, you know, a platform as well to build from. So, so last year, um, my goal last year was to start, you know, becoming an author. And I had the opportunity to be part of a co-authored book for women, which was really an exciting, exciting journey. And it hit actually bestselling. We, we became bestselling um, on Amazon <laughs> on the second day or whatever the launch. So actually the day of our launch. So that was really exciting too. And and just to put that next to your title, you know, like it all, all seemed so far away from the, from an immigrant girl from Austria, from a small town that was told, you know, a lot in, when I was little, you know, not to ask for too much or want too much, because when we want it more too much, bad things would happen. And being in, in, in business for myself um, really has helped me break through those barriers. And I think that is the thing we can do as women, you know, just one step at a time and, and, believe in yourself and trust in yourself. And today this is easier than ever before, right? To create our own brand, to create our own path. You don't have to look a certain way, talk a certain way, weigh a certain amount. It's just like be a certain age. It doesn't matter anymore. So that's, this is, this is the coolest time that we're in ever, I think. And especially for women, like gets me so excited. Me too. What's the name of the book? We're going to, we're going to link it. I am a brilliant woman, um, volume number four, and I happen to be the first story. So <laughs> there's lots of great stories in there. It talks a little bit about my journey um, and lots of women's journeys, you know, to, to finding their sweet spot in life. So mm. So good. Now, when we talk, when p- people might listen to you and see you and think, yeah, but she looks that way or she has that confidence coming from that small town, coming you know, as you've grown up, what is that secret to your confidence? What, what has it been that mm. gives you that energy and that zest and that confidence? Oh, that's tough. Um, I, I grew up, I was raised by very strong women. And I am really thankful that I was raised with a very healthy body image because I grew up in Austria at a time in the 60s. I think it wasn't about 
I just, I don't know what I should say about that. I, I just wasn't, I, I never, I mean, I, I love fashion. You know me, right? I like to dress. I like all that stuff. I like makeup. I like all that stuff, but I'm equally as comfortable with, with no makeup on, with a ponytail in the gym, all sweaty. So just love who you are. And if you, you get to that place where you just love who you are and trust who you are and allow yourself just to step forward every day a little bit, you know, that's the secret sauce, right? Like sometimes we want to, you know, we want to climb mountains and we compare ourselves so much in the process and we compare ourselves to someone's, you know, best year to our beginning steps, right? Just allow yourself to grow and allow yourself to grow it in your own time and, and, and do make yourself, get yourself a little uncomfortable, right? Like that's one thing. Every year I set some goals that are really not comfortable for me. And like last year it was standing on a stage. I stood on a stage speaking in front of 1500 people and I literally was like, Oh, oh man, <laughs> I didn't even know how it was going to happen, but I intended it and it came together. So, you know, Richard Branson says, this is probably my second favorite quote, screw it, let's do it. So just, you know, don't wait for perfection. Just like set a goal, see what else other, other people have been doing to get to this goal and just one step at a time, like your podcast. Like I was like, I was like so excited when I saw you launch this. So one step at a time, trust yourself. Okay. Now I want you to give some advice for a woman listening to this and maybe business is tough for her right now. She wants to quit. Have you ever, first of all, have you ever wanted to quit? And what do you do in those darker times? Because you know, you and I have a vibrancy up here. It wasn't always that way for me and probably not always that for you. I've definitely wanted to quit many, many times. Have you, and what do you do? Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I want to quit lots of times, sometimes weekly, <laughs> right? Um, ha, huh. you know, I think it's in realizing that, um, it, it's the growth that is what the juice is. And you, you know, you, you know, when you've reached certain, um, things in this profession that you and I both have reached and you, you get recognized and you stand on that stage and all that stuff is given to you. And that is all lovely. Um, and great, but it's in the growth. It's in just growing through the tough times, right? And seeing what we're made of. And I think we also, we show others the way, right? And that makes me not want to quit because it's not just about me. It's about other people. And it's about my, my, my kids. It's about showing my kids that I'm not, that I'm not willing to give up. That's as a mom, I think that's a huge responsibility. And then some of the things I do now, this is a little bit specific to my, like I always move my butt. When I move my energy in my body and I love like spinning like Aaron does and, you know, woohoo, I love it more than anything. That loud music, that sweat, it just gets me back to ground zero. Like I, I have my most creative thoughts in spin class. I, I wish I could just bring a piece of paper. <laughs> um, that's one thing, it, you know, and Tony Robbins talks about, you know, you got to move your energy to move something. And then the, I go back to gratitude about being thankful for, for that I'm allowed to do this, that I've created the freedom for myself to create the way I'm creating right now. Mm -hmm. And I get very thankful for that. And then here I go again. Ah. Put there. limit on put put a limit on the pity party. <laughs> exactly. Quit the complainers club. I know you feel this because you've told me there's opportunity 
everywhere, everywhere to create your fortress. Okay. So I was going through, I, I follow you like a hawk. You, you inspire me every day. I love your quotes. I love everything. But the one thing that stood out to me today, um, you did a post back in January and it, it was, if you want to raise up leaders, you need to raise their expectations for their life. Man, I have felt this when, it, when I read that, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I need to expect more for myself. I need to open my mind to new things. Sometimes we get in this, you know, especially for people that live in these small towns, maybe we don't see a lot or hear a lot or um, we're around certain people. How do you teach, you know, you're such an incredible leader to your team and, and to all of us. How do you teach people to raise their expectation on their life? What, what strategies do you have for that? Well, it comes back to this one thing. And like I said, I, I have to work on that all the time because of the voices in my head and some very strong, you know, things I heard when I was, when I was brought up and I know it was just to keep me safe. Right. And to keep me in a certain place. But, um, when we stay small, we don't only keep ourselves there, but we keep other people in that place, right? In, in, in that favorite quote by Marianne Williams, right? Who we are not to be brilliant and gorgeous and to be all that we can be because in being that, we shine the light on the path for other people to, I mean, we give them permission. And I think that's the sad, that that's what's sad about it is, is to, to, to let that light and that fire die inside of you, right? So I talk a lot about that, you know, if, if, if that desire, that creativity was being placed inside of you and whether you believe in God and whatever you believe in and spirit in the universe, whatever, if that is inside of you and you feel that it's there for a reason. So don't squash that. I talk a lot about that, you know, don't let that light, that fire inside of you be extinguished. I talk a lot about that. Um, and I think that that is a key, right? It's like, and that every step forward, every little action step means something. Like it doesn't have to be like a massive leap. It's just like keep shuffling, right? Keep moving. Like, you know, I've ever heard, and you've heard this 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 analogy before of um, a leader leading people up to Mount Kilimanjaro. Okay, and when they climb that, ascend that mountain, it's not by big leaps and strides. They literally shuffle their feet because the air gets so thin. And so that's what it is every day. It's just like every day I'm hustling, I'm shuffling, right? <laughs> a little action step every day. That's it, man. Little steps. Beautiful. Beautiful. I want you to, okay. I got, I hate that I have to wrap this up, but I got two more questions for you because I could talk to you all day. I don't want you. Um, I want you to speak to the the girl listening to this that is worried about security. Fortress is all about security and building something strong. And, and our, our, our like strong mentor, Kathy Coover, talks about it, building something that cannot be broken down. I want you to talk to the girl that's she wants to do something. She wants to break out on her own, but she wants that steady paycheck at the same time. I want you to talk to her about you know, should she take that risk? Should she take that leap? How does she protect herself and her family? What would you say to her right now? Okay, that's a good, that's an excellent question. And uh, in our profession, especially, that's an excellent question, right? Um, at one point in time, you need to burn the boats. That's Tony Robbins. Um, I think some people burn the boats too fast. And it, there's no shame in having that steady paycheck at first to make sure the home fires are burning, right? And you have that security. And this is the time not to put all your eggs in one basket to begin with, especially. You need to 
Um, if you're going to look at a side hustle, you need to first learn that skill and it's going to require giving some things up. I remember having to give up TV, like it was gone, right? TV was gone for me to do this. I had to do this amongst being a mom, a full-time business. And my, 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 um, inter inter design business was very busy because I had a staging business and warehouse full of furniture and people depending on me. And so I literally took on another job. Gary Vee talks about this. You may have to, you have to, might have to work two jobs for a while. Okay. And you may, and knowing, um, in order to get what you want, you have to know what to give up to get it. You're going to have to give something up. Something's going to have to give things going to have to go out of balance a little bit. And there's a huge new term that's being coined and it's called portfolio career career. It's popping up all over the place. So because of what's changing with automation and, and the world is changing, you cannot put all your eggs in one basket. In the next 10 years, 800 million people will lose jobs across the world just to automation. So start that side hustle and start it now. Find something you're passionate about. For me and Aaron, health and wellness, right, is big. Health is everything, right? Health is everything, but having financial wealth and having financial health is equally as important. And a, and a man's not a plan. And as just find something, you know, hook up with someone, connect with someone that you can you know, create with and go and be super laser focused. Even if you have 15 minutes here, 20 minutes here, an hour a day, but don't delay it. I would say start now. Amazing. I, I, that you just triggered something because we've been doing this for a long time. I remember I used to train and I remember it like it was yesterday. I gave up the simplest thing of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette because <laughs> I watched it every Monday and it was like, hey, if I give up that two hours and start learning about this business, I wonder what could happen. <laughs> yeah. And now look at our lives. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> okay. Now I want you to go into the good stuff, the future for Angela Martini. And yes, that's her real name. She has the best last name of all time. Uh, what does the future and what is Angela Martini's fortress look like to you? I want you to think about five years ahead if you can, because I know you've built a strong, strong fortress right now, but what does the future look like to you? What is, what is your fortress? So, um, multiple, so multiple levels, I'm going to continue to build a fortress around my health with the health routine that I have currently um, in, in fitness. And at 55 years old, at 60, I'm gonna be in a better shape of my life than I am right now. So that's gonna continue, that's already a good place. Uh, with my relationship, my husband and I are gonna continue our love the way we have. Um, I'm gonna continue supporting my two ch children that are well on their way. So make sure that they're in good shape. And my, financially, I, I'm gonna build like, my life depends on it again because, you know, I'm in a place right now, my kids are grown and I, I, I feel like this, this new energy inside of me. Um, I'm expanding my business into Europe in the next five years. Um, that's one of the expectations of my life is to spend more time in Europe. My family's in Europe. My sisters are in Europe. I gave a lot to come here and I'm going to bring that part back into my life. And I'm going to, I'm going to actually um, really step into advocacy for women in this business but in, in my native language in German, that's what's next. I adore you. I love you. I want more of you. I hope the, I'm, I know that the listeners are going to feel the same way. Um, we can, we're going to link your website. It's AngelaMartini.com. 
It's AngelaAmartini.com. AngelaAmartini.com. Uh, we're going to link the Amazon link to buy her book and all of the things because she does a lot of events and coaching and everything. Angela Martini, I hope you want more because so do I. And I hope we can do this again. I love you and thanks for being on The Fortress. Thank you so much, Erin. And I appreciate you so much. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode, please take the time to share it and leave us a five-star review. We are on a mission to help as many women as possible to build their own fortress. Until next time, why not you and why not now?